Yeah, kid! Welcome, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Handsome Homebuyer Podcast. I'm Charles, a.k.a. the Handsome Homebuyer, and this hour is sponsored by none other than Captain Permit. Do you need permits, plans, expediting, surveys, whatever you need, all across Long Island, town of Hempstead, every village, town of Brookhaven, town of Babylon, town of Oyster Bay, the townships are out there. They got guys looking for you. And you need permits. And uh, who gets them done better, faster, and cheaper than anybody else? Captain Permit. Give us a call, 516-777-SOLD. We'll route you to our team. On the flip side, if you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, and human waste coming past the basement steps, I am your guy. I want to buy it. It's that simple. I'm easy. I'm low maintenance. If it's gross, if the hair agents, if you walk into a house and the hair on the back of your neck stands up, think of me. I want to be that guy. If you have commercial property, development opportunities, businesses that you're launching that you're looking for capital for, anything, we invest in anything, call me, 516-777-SOLD. All right, let's get into it. Today's guest is the man I feel my opinion that he is like last week we had matthew shane on he was in my opinion or is in my opinion the future of commercial real estate this gentleman not only is he good looking he um i feel he is the future of re owned real estate owned and we'll get into that in a minute on long island and and possibly the uh, the tri-state area i don't know let's see where it goes he's very very young He's the youngest guy that I, I think I know of to literally launch this on his own. There's a couple other guys who kind of bought into it or had families. But to start it at 23 years old, to break in, to build relationships with asset managers, and now have um, a handful of REO listings and taken off like a rocket, I, uh, I give him all the credit in the world. Please welcome Rich Drury from Douglas Elements. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, so, so, yeah, thanks for having Good me. Have you. No, I appreciate it. What so, is for, so? I was going to ask you this before when I asked you exactly how to say your name. What What is Drury? Like, what nationality is that? So, my grandfather is Irish. Okay. But I'm German, Irish, and Italian. So, oh, most yeah. Of, yeah, it's mostly German. That's a good combo. Mostly German, then it's Italian. La- ladies, <laughs> ladies, I'm going to post a picture. Probably not a shirtless one. You're not going to get anything. It's not a shirtless one of me, so don't you know? No, don't get too too excited. <laughs> where, where did you get the uh, the handsome? Like, did you just say, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm handsome, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the handsome home buyer." No. Or see, did like someone, like an old lady, say, "Hey, see, you're really handsome. No. You gotta, you gotta why go. Why did you have to be an old lady? Why did you have to be like a, a young, I, hot Latin? You lady? have no clue. I have so much luck with old ladies. That's why. So I say, "Hey, listen, a handsome guy like you has to be good with the old so, ladies." Like. I can, I guess, we haven't known each other that long, so you haven't heard the story, but I can say that I'm the handsome homebuyer because I'm not that good looking. So, like, like if you call yourself the Come handsome on, realtor, you're a, you're a dick. Like, <laughs> everyone's out. like, you're a dick. If I do it, I can get away with it. No, I loved it. I but loved it um, it. A, a really good friend of mine named John Healy, really good friend uh, and an investor of mine, supporter for a long time, he would just always call me handsome. So when I was trying to figure out how I was going to brand myself, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm going to be the handsome homebuyer. And then everyone's like, that's the most retarded thing I've ever heard in my life. They're like, you can't say that. And that's like, I mean, I'm sure you're going to, you've had, um, I'm sure you told people like, oh, I want to do REOs. I'm going to be an REO. That's guy. what I was and just going to say. Like, you can't so look, look, do look. that. You say that, but you got to think outside the box. Like I came into real estate, into Douglas Solomon. I mean, well, let's say, okay, I started off in a smaller branch, ended up doing short sales and investment properties, ended up 
didn't work out in my favor. You're 23, right? <laughs> I'm 23, so I started off in like 19. But I was mainly doing cold calls. So like that's all I did was cold call, cold call, I actually call, remember now meeting you. when I, I remember meeting you once a while ago. When I, when I posted that picture of you in like the, the shiny gray suit. Yeah. I feel like I remember meeting you in that shiny gray suit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that suit. Brings anymore, back, brings. I, I actually do, but I, I don't. Wear, I don't wear it anymore just it's because like, it brings back bad memories. Dude, so it's really like if it. you guys have ever seen Goodfellas, right? So <laughs> Henry Hill is in that scene. I, got, I gotta get another one, just like. Dude, but. Henry Hill is in that scene where he's wearing, uh, or what? Ray Liotta is wearing that like shiny, like what's that? kind of shark skin-esque gray suit with like the blue highlights, but I'm colorblind, so who knows, who knows what color it really is. And it's just like straight up Goodfellas style, and that's 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 the suit we're talking about. Nah, that's what I was shooting for, so. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love, I love, uh, I love all the Italian mobster movies, but. um. So I gotta, I, so I, you know I love the hustle. I've been watching for a while. Rich and I actually connected on social media. Social media, best thing in the world, all yeah. around. Yep. You should, um, what's, what's your handle on Instagram? So it's at sign Rich, R-I-C-H, D-R-U-R-Y, Realtor. So it's Rich Drury Realtor. Okay. And uh, yeah, follow me and um, I'll obviously follow you back. You know, if <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool thing to follow. He goes to all these REOs. If you're a new investor or you're just kind of like into the whole house flipping thing, you can see, you know, what it's like to kind of live the life of an REO broker, especially a new one who's just breaking in, who's just building as he goes through kind of like the trials and, and tribulations of, of building a business, building a team, uh, possibly building a brokerage of his own in the future. Who knows? I'm going to poke at him for that in a little <laughs> while. But um, it's, it's a cool thing to see. You might get the occasional uh, bicep flexing pick. I've seen a couple of those. I have to. And, and the dog. The dog. Like not, I said, the, the old dog's ladies. not so manly. The old lady. I get yeah, a lot of old ladies. The, the old ladies who don't have Instagram. Graham, you right? got it and actually i get a lot of hate for that so like there's a lot of old people no 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 no. you're gonna always though. get hate and look i get hate for being in douglas Elm and doing real uh doing arios as well so i started out jealousy. i started out because i wanted to go to douglas Elm and i wanted to be in a luxury broker a luxury agent did you want to work I, with like mike murphy and do the commercial stuff or did you want to do like mike luxury Mur- single family? no actually i was thinking of that at one point too to uh go to commercial it's just you know what i already had that niche of short sales and investment properties and yeah. I said hey you know I know what I'm talking about like I actually I ended up you know negotiating one of my short sales yeah. that I ended up getting an opportunity from so so we never talked <laughs> about I mean how did you end up falling into that world you just like are hey, yeah so I actually <laughs> no no how did you end up like not to go like how did you did you say so you said I want to do luxury and then you fell into to the no, kind of distressed no, no. property seen, and you went I, straight into I've seen everyone in the luxury market taking okay. a, a fall Okay, so I seen everyone. How long? Like, like how the, long ago? This was probably about a year and a year ago. I would say a year ago. Yeah. Anything and everyone, like over two million. Everything just, over two million just sitting. Yeah. And especially Old Westbury, there's only like two or three houses that sold like within the last. Shit. You know. And the scary thing. So with it's that it's is, that's is, scary. The scary thing of that also is like you see that starting to move downward, right? Exactly. So now you see like you see houses that are let's say a million plus and they're starting to sit but like you know the stuff that's under that or like under 500 or whatever it, it's still moving fast like the stuff that i'm li- it depends on the area and, and it de- what it looks like yeah. yeah yeah like the stuff that that we're listing is still like boom boom out the door well your work is amazing thank you i must say yeah because i've seen a couple of them and and even with the permits too i got it first thing that's what i wanted to start off ah, with nice. saying plug on the permits but no because you know what it is like i can't it's so it's hard like to have someone and you know go out and get the real information that you need and this guy gets it in with like 24 hours. I'm what? like, I don't understand. I go to the town, 
Sometimes I get lucky. You know, you get an old lady. <laughs> you know, Ryan, Ryan, who runs for the, the most part, is it's so hard. Ryan, who runs the permit business, has the best beard you've ever seen. He looks like half hister, hipster, half like logger, like yeah. wood whittler. I don't know. And the the old ladies over there love him. You got to introduce me. So I, I still haven't met him. No, but just he does all the work. Do, yeah, you he don't have all... time for that. So basically, what he's talking about is. Well, Captain Permit, if you're a realtor and you're going to take a listing, you give us a call. We go down to the town for you. We do a free CO search. It costs us money, but we don't care because we're investing in you and we appreciate the opportunity. And we get all the COs for you to let you know what's open, what's missing. This way you walk into your listing appointment like a G, right? No, because nobody does that. Nobody comes prepared like that. And then second, you don't get stuck a week out of the closing when you get a title report in that says, I have an open permit, a missing permit, this or that. The attorneys are fighting. People are yelling. You're like, shit, I've been working on this for six months. All I want to do is get paid already. So give us a call. Um, so take us back to you. So you saw the luxury market and you were smart enough to see that, which is actually a big deal, man. Like a lot of yeah. people, even agents, they don't they don't understand the market they don't read the market and they don't they don't see the market moving well, that's, so was, that's why i ended up going to roslyn and in general like i used to live in uh i, I lived in Kopeg my whole life oh yeah yeah i worked in hot Pog at one point you went to Kopeg so, high school yeah i went really? to Kopeg high school yep oh, shit. yeah <laughs> i didn't know that so i am very diverse i guess i have i have a lot of friends in you know in <laughs> i guess in different industries you look like a garden city guy Everyone doesn't understand how I'm in real estate or why I'm still in real estate. So I've been There's through a lot of money every. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but most people don't understand the whole commission thing. So I mean, well, you know, you well, get you it's get unnerving that for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it's like? All right. So they did a study. So outside of like Hollywood people, the people that make the most money in the world are salespeople, right? Mm. But that's like kind of unnerving for a lot of people because it's not guaranteed money. So you have to have sales is in in every industry, regardless, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're selling yourself constantly. But Wall Street is all sales, right? And everybody sells in every industry, I believe, I, I with that. But for certain people, it's un, it's unnerving to come to a place and not have a weekly paycheck. Yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, if you have a weekly paycheck, you're capped at a certain dollar amount unless your boss is giving you more money. If you're a salesperson, you work for yourself, it's it's basically you, you make the rules. Hmm. So if you want to make a million dollars, go bust your ass and make a million dollars. If you want to just... You know, hustle and sell a couple houses. You can make fifty thousand dollars a year and hang out and have the best life ever. It's kind of like the same thing with flipping. So you were smart enough to see that um, that the market was sliding, and you're like, "I'm going the other way." No, because I mean, I see. I mean, I hear stuff. Like I ask a lot of questions to you know bigger brokers or agents in the area, or like you know maybe they'll throw me a buyer here or there, like because they see. You know, I'm a hustler. I'm, I'm calling. They see me in the office like nine nine p.m. making calls to like four one one calls. Like I mean, literally, the, as bad as it was, like cause I didn't have any lead sources, and I was really trying to just get something. I went. I actually had a freaking uh, an agent that said that gave me a yellow book, and literally told me how to like because she was old school, mm-hmm. but she's the top realtor in the, in the whole company. I said, I'm taking her advice. I don't care. I, I was taking down, like, it, people were laughing, like, literally walking past me, like, are you kidding? You're really taking that down? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'll do anything to try to make some kind of deal. I actually had an opportunity that came out of it, but it Did didn't pan out. So, you, you've had a, you've had a lot of success and a lot of opportunities through the through the cold calling method, right? Yeah. Just, like, in general. Across yeah, the board. yeah, yeah. I've recently haven't done it in so long. It's just but because it, of now re- It works. Oh, it yep. works. I have um, I have a buddy. His name is uh, Tyler. He he actually just moved down to Florida. He was a Realty Connect agent, and that kid's a savage. Like he would just sit there and just he would go on Zillow or whatever it is, and he would just 
hammer the phone. He would yeah. sit there for 16 <laughs> hours, not calling like distress leads or anything like that, just calling like for sale by owners, yeah. that oh, kind wow. of stuff. Wow. He, that's he impressive. kills yeah. it. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that. And the mm. fact that you have that kind of experience and you can do that, I'm sure helped you like in the earlier years. Now you're doing REO. Well, now I could, yeah. I mean, in in ways, in different ways, like it's seen, you know, I didn't have everything just laid out to me. I didn't have leads. And, you know, there's people that said they were going to give me leads and here and there, but it never really panned never out. Really or happened. it was like the, sh- the crappiest leads you've ever seen in your life. But I mean, I'm just. You have to really, you have to work hard and try to get, you have to think of outside the box, like I did. So, yeah. like, I went on multiple listing service. I, I studied the REO brokers in the area. Mm. I literally looked to see, like, you know, different MLSs. Like, uh, it's just, you really have to study it and to to get it down to a science. When you Google say, it. Like, it's so simple to just Google it and, like, find st- out, like, how did you, how do you get started in REO? Like, just try doing it. <laughs> like, literally. It's that easy. It's that freaking easy. And it's not that easy, actually, because it's a lot of hard work. And no. I actually put in yeah. so much time and effort. I maybe contacted probably like maybe 500 at mass asset managers, maybe two or three replied. Well, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so this, and, this brings me to like, not to stop you, but I want to like touch on a couple things that you're saying. So A, when you say, most of the people I know that are successful, they kind of like, they study the trends, the patterns, they study the people that are successful, et cetera, because once you get the pattern, you can, you can kind of, you get it wired. So when you say you studied like other REO brokers, like just kind of looked at what they were doing, like what did you find and what were you looking for? So I was looking for like where they're getting their lead sources from. Um, I looked to see, uh, you can see that co- on, oh, like if you're searching public record, you look for the, I look to see what bank it is. Yeah. And I keep seeing like, if you see like replicas on like, uh, like let's say some of the platforms that you have to submit offers through. Okay. Like most of those banks will be working with only a select few. Okay. So now you got to like really try to submit offers through like as a buyer's agent, trying to submit offers, you know, working through with the an portal investor, or whatever that they have, right? submitting, yeah. And get recognized. But I actually haven't gotten recognized that way. But that's another way you could probably get in. Huh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, because you're, you're obviously, you know, you're submitting an offer and it's through the portal. And then you get, you know, you get noticed. So if you have a good offer, if you have a good investor like him. <laughs> nice. You know. what? So wait, what was the moment? So I know, you, so you shy away from the luxury. But what was the moment when you were like, yo, REO? That's oh, no, no. I to- Did I tell you this? That I actually ended up getting, I was negotiating a short sale. Okay. Um, You know. The lady loved me, so <laughs> because she was obviously an she, old lady, right? Nah, she wasn't an old ah, lady. See, so I don't know what happened. See, you transcend. Oh yeah, that was, was the one off, right? That was, that <laughs> that was, was the one off. She wasn't an old lady, but um, but yeah, no, we we definitely hit it off. Um, I actually went to uh, I just got back from Texas, and I met with her, and I took her out to eat and everything too. She, oh, this was all through the phone. Yeah, it was all through the phone. Damn. So like, it, yeah, she so, gave me a chance because she ended up. She knew that like the house was going into foreclosure. Like, what happened is we had an approved short sale. And um, the lady needed to get a death certificate. Okay. She was slacking around. It's not that it's not her fault. She had other things. She had, she was back and forth to the hospital and like different things in her life. And I completely understand. So um, you know, it it took her let's say two months to really get a complete answer. And by the time that happened, um, you know, they filed the sale date. Okay. And then after they filed the sale date, I just would not take no. <laughs> You know, like, I, I would not say, like, you're going to go into foreclosure. I said, I'm going to work on it every single day until I get this satisfied, you know? Did you did you complete the short? Did yeah, we completed the short. Oh, and then you what? Complete. So the asset manager I mean, they, like- they sent back another BPO agent that, I mean, yeah. uh, not even a BPO. They actually had a certified appraiser come that time. And uh, he only went up, it went up 20 grand. 
Okay. But that was within like, you know, you short sales can take a long time sometimes. Yeah, so, so if you're at six months and the market's moving. The market's moving. It makes sense. Within the last, what, 12 months, it was it was appreciated at 7%. Now you see stabilization and it's now starting to decline. You know, now I, I see it declining. But um, I could yeah. say maybe year over year, you see maybe three, four, five percent, depending on each market. The Oh, what, on the increase? Yeah, on the increase. Historically. Just because now it's starting to you know, stabilize yeah. or decline. Historically, um, real estate appreciation is 3%. Yeah. That's what they've said over like, you know, if you if you track it over the last like 70, 80 years, whatever it is, it's 3%. Okay. But, um, huh. That's, so then, so to finish the story, what, so what happened? The lady's like, you're a savage. I'm gonna no, 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 no. She just gave me an opportunity to start doing some BPOs for her. And, uh, oh shit, that's interesting. Yeah, so she ended up telling me like different platforms. So what she said, she's just or, like, "Yo, I really respect your hustle. Like, you want to do some BPOs for us?" Yeah, yeah. Wow. Pretty much, no, no, no. What happened is she used to work in the REO department. Okay. She's now like, obviously, you know, there's two different departments. They don't even yeah. talk to each and other. And they don't talk to each other. So like, that's how I didn't know until because like, if I didn't every day look at the auctions, I would never have known. Yeah. Because I actually, you know, you do you do calls towards the uh, the auctions or the list pendants. Yeah. So. At that point, I ended up looking on like whatever Property Shark at that point. Yeah. And uh, I seen, oh no, it wasn't even Property Shark. It was like one of those, you know, when you get those, uh, the sheets that have the, the newest foreclosures that it came in. So it was like 30 days plus that I actually, and I'm, you know, you need almost 30 days to really stop the sale unless yeah. you do a BK. Yeah. So I was able to stop it and she didn't have to, you know, do a BK. And you, can, and you can yeah. wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yep. That's huge. No, that's a big deal. That's very hard. And this is the thing, like a lot of people think it's it's interesting when you're dealing with um, with bank owned properties. Like people have this kind of perception of like, you know, the bank just wants to get rid of it, get rid of it. And like, banks are so big, right? And there's so many departments they don't talk to each other that like the minutia of shit that's going on, like they don't operate the way no. you and I do. Like no. if Rich and I sat down, we're like, all right, let's let's get this deal done. I'll do this, you do this. No, I don't like that. Okay, let's work it out. No, the banks don't do that because they can't. They have like yeah. billions of dollars worth of shit, thousands and thousands of employees. Like it's just it's it's madness trying to get any of this stuff done. It's got to be frustrating at the, you know, for for anybody who deals with distressed stuff. It's true. But and I, I've had opportunities that like came my way that I ended up finding out that they were listed, and I, I said I actually called the agent because I don't want them to go into foreclosure just because the yeah. agent's not looking into it. This is what on you the short sale side. On the yeah, if you're if you're looking for leads and you see like let's say if it's on the auctions. Yeah. And you say, hey, listen, I'm going to cold call this guy. But then you see, oh, shoot, he's listed. Can't call him. I'll actually reach out to the agent and say, listen, like, I mean, are you working on this? Because this guy's about to lose his house. He's about to lose his house. Do you need help? Oh, Jesus. Because like, and, and, and some agents really just unfortunately do not know the aspect of, you know, completing a short sale or who's going to be negotiating a short sale. You need to know the ins and outs. Yeah, you have to have nah. someone working on it. Like yeah. I don't negotiate my own short sales. Yeah. That one time I was in a situation that I had the time. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I have a, a reputable, you know, person do it. Yeah, um, I mean that's there's the thing. Like if you're if you're somebody that you know if if you're behind on your mortgage and you need to do a short sale, you can't just call any agent nah, out there. Nah. Like. 99.9999% of the people that are doing short sales have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And it's not a bad thing. It's a niche in the market that very few people really understand. There's only a handful of people, literally a handful of people, that get it. 
And otherwise, you're just you're putting yourself in a bad position. And to be a realtor and be doing your own short sale negotiation is not the highest and best use of your time. It just doesn't make any sense. You have to be out there selling real estate, not calling banks to send over documents. Yep, yep, exactly. So you get the Very shot. time consuming. And, and, and in some cases, if they call you, you need to have this stuff ready right then and there. So like, y- y- if you're out showing houses, you can't do that. There's no way. So you, no, it's just, it's impossible. Yeah. Unless you have staff. So you're out there and you start doing the BPOs yeah. and then what happened? So I ended up just, you know, they ended up, she actually had me fill out an application herself and she submitted it she for me. She loves you this Yeah, lady. she was very nice. So you I sure still, she didn't catch a picture online or something? No, no, no. I bring her out to dinner and everything. She's a great That was great after you already had the business yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. no. I mean, I only got one opportunity that came my way and then now it started to pan out. I ended up wow. getting like, you know, a different asset manager from like they and they actually recommended me nice so now and then the you're graded you're graded on your performance like i, oh, I, shit, I keep really? a 95 the average is like a, a 85 i'm sure <laughs> you know and it definitely makes sense when you're doing a lot of volume like you can't you have to have different agents and those agents have to learn so yeah. they're gonna fail before they learn you know yeah. what i'm saying it's so just like, part of the process and i that's probably why i have a 95 and not 100 because <laughs> i yeah. failed a little bit but and and one time I actually went to vacation. I ended up getting a bunch of tasks at one time. Got another listing. And what am I gonna do when I'm in Punta Cana? You know, <laughs> uh, nothing. I mean, exactly. Like, I know you could call on a friend, but not every friend could do nah, that. Nah, nah, nah. Not this kind of stuff. I mean, listen, the, nah. the struggle is real. Nothing's easy, and that that's the thing I kind of wanted to. So you've been. So this is so Arios is a very recent thing for you. Yeah, yeah. Very it's recent. been about uh. Well, you know what it is? It's been around eight months, but okay. now it's starting to really pan out and like. I'm getting yeah. like, like I just got three this week. So yeah, so, I know like, you just, you, know what I'm saying? you so. recently in the past couple months just picked up, picked up 15 listings. Yeah. REO it's listings. pretty nuts. That's and, fucking uh, huge. Dude, no 23 year olds, A, are REO brokers, period, unless it was like somewhat handed to them. And then B, to get, it's like the process of success is like, you beat your head against the wall, you beat your head against the wall, you beat your head against the wall. And then all of a sudden, like you explode, you get like one house, you get two houses, and all of a sudden you're getting three houses a day. It just, that's the way it works. So yeah. six months from now, you're going to come back here and you're going to be like, bro, I have 75 active REO listings. Yeah, yeah. So my advice to anyone that wants to get into REO is to not ask around and, and like, you know, what's a good thing to do? Because I actually asked an REO broker. Oh, they're not going to tell No, 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 you. no, no. Because no. I asked an REO broker and now I know the answer. And that answer that he told me was completely inaccurate. And it was... Like the company that they they said that doesn't get do any business on Long Island, does all the business. You so you know what I'm saying? Like, was, was he telling me that to like misdirect you? Misdirect you? Or yeah, I mean, because I mean, you, you know, it's their business. It's the good old you boys. Know, and, and you can't, I can't get mad at him. No. But now I'm gonna take his title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I already gave you the title, bro. I'm holding the belt right now. Yeah. I'm ready. Listen, and, and you know what? That's not a bad thing because it's just. You can't you can't become complacent. Like a lot of people in business, they get to a certain level of success and then they lose the fire, right? But there's like a young 23-year-old kid waiting to come and take it. So like you can you always have to stay relevant. You always have to be fresh, new. You have to be doing different things. It's not otherwise you someone's going to take the title. It's, I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. So you start doing REOs. I think Yeah, so I'm not new to the business. I've been in the nah. business for around like uh, almost 4 years now, if not more. Um, I've been in the business for four years, I would say. So, you know, I obviously started off in the, the wrong, you know, place at that one point in time. And I don't want to talk about it, but 
it actually, you know, you learn from your experiences, and uh, thank gosh that I'm in the position I am in now. Because I wouldn't be if I would still it might have that, doing the same thing. You your, know? your past kind of educates you and prepares you for, oh, for without the future. A doubt. So if you didn't yeah. have that experience. The grind. The grind is really what it comes down to. Because I wasn't doing great. You know, you, you give it two years, and I wasn't doing great. Now I'm yeah. doing... I'm doing yeah. better than I, you know. But that's what I mean, yeah. and and that's I mean that's that's the grind. That's business. I mean, luckily, I'm not gonna say luckily because it's not luck because you bust your ass for it. But oh, it's, yeah. it's cool to be able to understand that. Like I was talking to Matt last week, <laughs> to have the mindset to understand what's involved in being successful at a very young age is huge because then all you have is time. So I want to touch on a misconception that I think a lot of people have. It's very, very. I know it's very hard to be an REO broker. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit. Like you don't realize agents out there. Agents are like, oh, I'd love to have REOs. <laughs> is not easy at all. You have to like it's upfront so money, check on houses, get calls for squatters. I mean, it's just it's I, nonstop. I literally just had someone say, I, I really wish. Can you can you get me into the REO? I said, why? Why do you want to be an REO? You're doing good yourself right now. And they're like, oh, but I could just put the lockbox on the door and I could sell the house. I was I started cracking up because. They don't have no clue because I didn't have any clue. I thought it was the same thing. You do your BPO, you do, yeah. <laughs> you give your opinion on the value. No. You show it once you have, you know, if you have a buyer that calls you in. Yeah. You have to do occupancy checks. You have to set up They're inspections. What, we, you have to call contracts. Yes, weekly. weekly. Yeah. So weekly, you have to go to the house, take all pictures of the whole house, any damage. So meaning like, and you know, obviously, these REOs have damage. Now you have to assess the damage submit the damage then you have to get you a contract get you have okay. to have three contractors estimates for pretty oh, much every oh, task dude. so right now i have probably about 30 30 tasks when i get out of here <laughs> that i have to complete and i like to get them done as soon as possible because you're graded on their performance no that means yeah and, and you're yeah you're under the pressure for that too but then you yeah. think about it like all right guys like you have one reo two three four not a big deal yes. you have a hundred reos yeah it's a shit show but you're not gonna just get you know one two you know it just if you're doing good, you're, you're gonna doing, keep getting them. Yeah. If you are getting one, two, like a year, you're doing something wrong. Like, yeah. oh, and so that, basically with them, it's what it's like feast or famine. But it like, depends because every like I have different asset managers from different companies, and some obviously you they don't have the same amount of volume that another one would. So yeah, yeah I can understand you're not getting any. Like I had one from one company and never had me and back, and I did like everything correct, everything, and I had a good relationship with the asset manager. Mm -hmm. Just haven't gotten anything since. I mean, they might not. But like, they might not have something exactly in that area. Yeah, yeah. It's also the X factor. Like you never know. Things are political no, sometimes. Nope. Like you nope. just you never know. Exactly. You, you never so, know what's going. On. All you do is just keep busting your ass, and if you're good, you just gotta fail a lot. Well, that just, yeah. You gotta you gotta just keep working because that's really. You know what it comes down to, and it's it's happened for me. Like I tried everything, and I think we actually had that conversation. Like you got to do tons of different things. Oh, when I was like, don't be a one trick pony. Or? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. And when you when we went to your class. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Oh, when I sit, you got to. Oh, okay, yeah. You yeah, got to yeah. try different things, and then see what works for you. One, because not what I did may not work for you. Yeah. Like it's not. You can't just negotiate a short sale and then just get lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I. It's not about being lucky because everything happens because of hard work. Like I actually got a I got a message from my asset manager this morning, nice. and he's like, "Cause I, I was like, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you uh, submitting me uh, another uh, another foreclosure, or whatever, mm -hmm. another asset." And he's like, "Wow, you really do get all the good ones." And I said, "This doesn't happen by luck. <laughs> this, <laughs> this it's fine." I said, "This does not happen by luck. 
this is all hard work. And he said, yeah. he's like completely true. That's it. Because yeah. you don't want to keep going back with your asset manager because he has a million things to do. You don't, yeah. that's one thing I learned. And <laughs> I actually had one asset manager that I just, you know, you, you're newer to the business. You're asking a lot of questions. They know. Like, they're not going to assign you another task. Yeah. Don't, no, ever, yeah, they're, don't they're, ever do that. They're worried about overloading you. I mean, yeah. but that's what it comes down to. But like, guys, especially people that are really busy, like, there are guys that do a lot of volume of deals that come to me to sell me stuff, and they come to me first. And the reason why they do that is because they know that I'm going to make their life easy. I, they're going to say, yo, I have this thing. Here's the number, or get me a number. What's worth to you? I'm going to set up a, a meeting, go there right away, and have a number back to them very, very fast. And it's the same thing with every business. Like, Rich, they send Rich a, a, a task, an asset. He knows what to do. He does it. They don't have to worry about him. So the more they can give him, the better, because they want to make their own life easier. It's, it's that simple. And yes. that's like every yes. business. It's <clears throat> that there's simple. A, there's a lot of agent stuff. Just, you know, they drop the ball. I actually got <laughs> I actually got a uh, BPO recently for a do you do, uh, an do you inspired. Still, do you do a lot of BPOs also? You have to keep current, so you have to keep doing the BPOs. Like they Not actually, for you, like I just actually, for a lot for different properties. No, right? for for like, let's say if a, an asset manager reaches out to me and says, "Hey, listen, you know this this listing expired," mm -hmm. the agent didn't do his job, pretty much. So that's really what it comes out to. Or like, you know, there's got to be a reason, and I have to get in the house and I have to see why it didn't sell. Maybe there's structural issues that maybe they didn't pass it on. When they're when you're dealing with one of these bigger. REO agents or REO brokers, they have the small little agents that don't know the business, don't know, you know, what's wrong with the house. So you, they go in the house, they may take pictures and give an estimate where they may have contractors go in there, but the contractors are just giving yeah. like a quick estimate. Uh, you know what my beef is, especially like if you, there's a short sale on the market, go on the contract for the short sale. Like this is the thing that, that I, I hate that banks do with, with agents. So an agent will go in and do a BPO, right? Mm. And, and respectfully, you guys are, you know, they're, they're market experts, right? They understand comparable sales, what selling has the market moving. But they're not construction experts. No. So, like, when they have agents doing, like, a short sale situation, have to put in how much damage something is, mm. I just... That blows my mind because yeah. then the bank's like, well, the agent said there's $20,000 worth of damage. It's like the agent's not a construction expert. No, He's a no. value or she's a value expert. That's why we have inspections for everything. So now I have a roof inspection. I have for every house. So a roof inspection, a pest inspection. You have to have a, your, your guys because like if you Dude, don't, like it's not gonna happen. Like I'm getting a headache just yeah. thinking about the minutiae. Roof inspection, HVA, HVAC inspection. You have to have um, electrical inspection. You have to have uh, like like plumbing a, like, inspection. Like from the like an electrical underwriters inspection. Every, it has to be like, a certified you pull electrician. East Meadow or one of those electrician. Guys? No, they, it has to be a certified electrician. They and you have to pay it out of pocket. So like let's say if. They give you a fee of approval mm -hmm. for let's say two hundred, and they request two fifty. They can't do it. You got to go find a new one that does two hundred. Now you have to call around, get someone to go to the house, meet them at the house, Wait. and pay them to get the estimate. Wait, what? So you you have to pay three contractors on every job? Not everyone. Okay. No, because sometimes like depending on it, like if it's a roof job. Okay. I have a couple guys that you pay them like a little fee, and that's really it. Or like you don't have to pay them. Sometimes different areas, I get a contractor that I just say, hey, listen, you, you have your, whatever, you're certified for roof or whatever it is, because they they recommend that it's a roofing company, not just a, a contractor doing an okay. estimate. So um, so yeah, and then I give them the opportunity. I say, listen, if they do decide to rental the house, I'll get you the job. And you know, they, how often are the banks renovating their own houses now? It's actually supposedly fifty fifty, but I have not had that opportunity yet. 
We'll see. I don't know. I actually want have. That. I. I don't. I because don't think you want to deal with. I that. don't. Because you know why? Because <laughs> then I gotta like pick and choose with different things. And because contractors are the worst people that ever lived. I'm gonna have to call you because I, I don't know that end. But we don't do other. But people. I'll be able to do it. Oh, yeah, I'll I mean, be able that, to do it. I'm gonna call you. It's not. The, uh, yeah, I mean, I got you for that. But the, the biggest problem is I'm gonna mimic your fu- listings. Find, <laughs> finding a contractor. Yeah. Like that's like yeah. these oh, guys are yeah. a nightmare. That's what I meant. I'm, like, I'm happy that I recently oh. got one that. I mean, he does a lot of like um, the smaller jobs. So like, let's say if uh, they wanna just. You know, tweak paints, this, that, carpets, this, that. They'll do that, and he's good and he's quick with it. But, like, for the majority, yes, it's so hard. Because even if you got an estimate from someone, they take days. And you only have five days to get that estimate in. So, <laughs> five to seven days, depending on the estimate. I mean, de- depending depending on the uh, inspection. Well, and then let me ask you this, too. So, like, you call three different people to go and, and bid the job, right? That don't mean they're going. <laughs> that definitely doesn't mean they're going. Probably have to call mean, 10. I've, I've, yeah. But then only one person can get the job, and it's it's the best bid wins, right? Yeah. It's so it's either... like so over time, it's got to get harder to get three guys to go look. So hard because if guys aren't they're getting smart. jobs, they're, they're not getting stupid. Pit, they're like, fuck this. I actually had my cousin. He reached out to me because I did a home advisor search at one point mm-hmm. for like a job for like a, I think it was Downton Ridge because I had no one that I knew, and there was like no one Ridge every anywhere. Far, bro. And uh, I found out that like. He does, he's a plumber and um, he's like yeah no I don't trust any of the REO agents because why because they ask for the estimate and they never and the get bank, a job. the banks don't hire them because they get they either get safeguard which is safeguard is the the property preservation company that okay. does all the maintenance on the property so okay. they winterize the house they do a little maintenance here and there maybe they'll do some rekeying okay in most cases I have to hire someone to do the rekeying and that's another task. Like, I have two that I have to do right after I get out of here. So, what do you, you call locksmith to do that? Yeah, no, I have a guy. I have a contractor that goes there. He does it. He, he's, yeah. And he's faster because then you got to go get a locksmith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, probably a lot more money, too, the locksmith. It's a lot more money. And you're only allowed up to, I think, $300, depending on a task. Like, he actually, one of my recent asset managers, he said today, 250 I said, my contractor can get it done today, 300 you know, could, like, because we have yeah. no time. Like this, yeah. this property was a boarded up house that I've. Yeah. Um. So there's no way. Huh. Like it, I don't, and it was the door was open, so I can't. I have to make sure that's secure because yeah, gonna if be someone in goes there. in there, it could be another eight to ten months of me either negotiating to get them cash for keys, yeah. or and in most cases, if they're if they're going to go squat, oh, the they're staying. Like, dude, what the fuck? They're I staying mean, to prolong the whole dude, thing. Yeah. What is wrong with our state? Like, if you're a squatter, <laughs> like, why do you oh have rights? God. Like, what are you talking... I mean, listen, I've evicted squatters. We have to, dis- we have to definitely... This dude, is a big conversation here. <laughs> I've evicted squatters in the past, and, and, like, they've straight up told me, yeah. or, like, I've given them a couple bucks to leave, whatever it was, and we, like, made an agreement. I'm usually, like, pretty decent. Like, I got, like, a 75%, maybe 80%, like rate of getting them out with just a conversation yeah but it's like they yep. told me straight up like my dad's dad taught me how to do this like they're this is like yeah. generational shit yeah like these people go from one house to the next house and yep. they have a system they go there and they yeah they try to act stupid too it's the funniest well thing. they have they write <laughs> a bogus lease they get these bogus notaries I, I don't even know where they get them from it's insane and then they um they immediately put the utilities in their name i don't know how they do that sometimes i can't put the utilities on my own properties in my you name can't. but they figure out how to no. do it without a deed i don't know how and then they have their driver's license sent to the house and then you're screwed the cops show up and they're like i don't know who to believe i'm like this is a bunch of bullshit yeah these people like i, I just i don't get it it's crazy nah. 
Like, when do you, why do you have rights? Nope. Doesn't make sense. Why? F the guy who owns the house who's burning $150 a day in hard money? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And now they're looking at the auctions. So, like, let's say if, if a property's going up for auction, like, someone actually tried to break into my newest listing. What the fuck? Yeah, so like... Oh, really? My newest listing. The one that's all boarded up? Yeah. All right. Yep, so that house is, you know, it's a great listing, and that's going to be good, but um, the door was open, and that may have been because of the auction, so these investors go in there, yeah, they want to go see... They're the, savages. You know, they guys. don't care, like, you know, no. but I, I mean, you got to understand that, like, they're, it's their, you know, they're, they're investing in something, but obviously the... And they're uh, all overpaying The anyway. reserve was probably too much anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, I got the listing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop breaking in. Yeah. To stop breaking in. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, they take all the copper, too. The funniest thing is I had my most recent that the, the lady was, was squatting in the house, and she took all the copper, but she, like, didn't take, like, anything, like, that was valuable in the house, but she took all the copper. It was just the weirdest thing. It's just... It's it's crazy, man. It, it really is. The things that, like... I just got a call this morning that I have a rental house. We're about to put a tenant in. It's going to be uh, a Section 8 rental, so we're doing the paperwork right now, and it takes two weeks. And one of the neighbors is like, yo, there's a car in the driveway. I'm like, dear God, really? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I got a call the other day. I'm, I'm glad that I'm very friendly to the neighbors. I go to go knock on the, each door just to make sure because the last thing you need is someone to go and break into the house. Yeah, you don't want that. That goes action. to show that, like, you're not up to date with... Your weekly inspections, one, two, like you're not but keeping it. Like you can go there today, and somebody can move in tomorrow. And, and weekly inspection doesn't mean that you're going to the house just once a week. Oh. So you may get like, like just like, like I said, the the inspections per se. Like I'm gonna have to go there five different times to go and go do inspections yeah, with and, different people every single time. And I want everybody to know, and I'm pretty, sh- I'm gonna ask you this. I'm pretty sure I know this, but. The bank doesn't pay you for any of this shit. No, this is all, yeah, this is all. Yeah, like, you get the commission no. when you sell the house, yeah. but the bank doesn't pay you for this shit. So there no. are times, like, there was an REO that I was looking at where um, it ultimately ended up falling apart recently with another agent, but he had been working this house for over two years. Like, there's been problems for two years. He yeah. was literally going to the house twice a week for two years, and they did not pay him anything. No, nope. nothing. No money. It's sad because I actually just got a referral for one of the listings that a person couldn't sell, mm-hmm. but you could tell obviously he dealt with squatters, he dealt with you know this and that, yeah. and it was on the market for two years with the person, and now they reassigned it to me. But like he didn't get shoo, you know, he didn't uh, nothing. He didn't get nothing. I think you, from you that, can yeah. curse on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, bro. Shit. <laughs> we're not. We're but, not. We're, we're not. This isn't a yeah, G-rated show. No, this is not a family so, show. But just like you, you know, you're selling a listing, a, a traditional listing. You don't know you're gonna sell that house completely. You know, you you may say, hey, listen, I have a great opportunity because it's priced correctly. But there's always things that go wrong, no matter what. Like, Fuck. you know, what I'm saying. It's the story same of my with, life. Same with I have I have two that that aren't closing right now because due to the the foreclosure deed hasn't been recorded because it's Suffolk yeah. County. Yeah, I'll do that. Something. <laughs> I mean, this is my what's my so deal? like. There's do always I, errors, and that could banking? kill that could kill the deal. Here's the, here's the thing with with banks. It's also because the rate the rates are going up. So now you know yeah, rates are supposed to go up four times next year. Four times. Yeah, and we still have another one. Incre- you have we have another one this year, right? As I. I, I just heard one. I was at school yesterday and I heard that there's gonna be four rate hikes through next year. That's nuts. So if you're looking to buy a house, freaking go get one. Because <laughs> the, the rates are going up. But this is shit, now I forgot what I was gonna say. I hate when that happens. Nah, I know. It'll circle back. What were we talking about right before? Uh inspections or um squatters, I'm not sure. I don't know. 
I hate oh banks my uh, my okay. beef with the banks so the banks will let's say you get an accepted offer on a bank owned property you're all psyched they're like you gotta close yesterday you better close they're like okay and you run around like a psychopath yeah, yeah. you're about to you're like alright I'm ready they're like listen we don't have the deed recorded yet <laughs> it's the worst. we can't we can't close yeah and then you're like what <clears throat> and then you sit there sometimes I've waited as long as nine months and the right? word yeah and this is the best part. After you waited nine months for these freaking guys, right? All of a sudden, they finally record the deed, and they're like, "You gotta close tomorrow." Uh-huh. I'm like, "Bro, I've been waiting nine months yep. for you. I've been waiting nine months for and you." And not even just that. When you're doing an REO, you still have those expenses, so you're still paying for the electric, you're still paying for the the water bill, you're still paying for the upkeep. So like, you have to have capital also to get into the business as well. So don't you? You just can't have nothing and just walk into it. Like yeah. I was still at one point, I was working at a restaurant, like bartending and serving just to make sure that I was I had money prior to going yeah, back into bartend? I always I, wanted to be a bartender. I actually didn't bartend anywhere good. So uh, don't tell yeah no. But I, the, yeah. I always wanted I always wanted a bartend. Nah no. Nah, I, I Is it overrated? Uh, it's definitely overrated. Yeah. Especially where I was. <laughs> in good tip well. No? Yeah yeah. A lot a lot of old ladies? No. Well dude I I mean I don't know if you ever I worked at a male strip club like a Chippendale. I know club, you told me right? <laughs> and I made no money there. Oh shoot. So yeah. you would think like this is amazing. I'm gonna have like you know, hot girls everywhere. I'm going to make money doing it. It's going to be a shit show. It was a shit show, but there was no money. There were some hot girls, but I mostly got... That was just... That was bad. It was bad, yeah. It was so that, that I mean, bad. that may be why we're here today, because we had such a bad experience. Actually, <laughs> I was saying... I couldn't wait to get out. So. I was telling... No, yeah, I mean, I did that for a year, but the interesting thing enough is some of the guys that worked at that strip club mm. are still really good friends and have opened doors for me that okay. I, for yeah. working with people that I work with today yeah. that have really launched my career. So... It's crazy. Like That's another thing. It's all about who you know. My right? little Sicilian mother is like crying like my little Jewish son works at a strip club. What the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, 15 years later, 20, 20 years, god damn it, that's depressing. 20 years later, um, you know, some of those relationships basically helped to build me. That's great. So you, you never know. Yeah. So the moral of the story is if you get an opportunity to work in a male strip club, you fucking take it. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't know it's going to take you 15 years down the road. Straight up. Shit, man. So what's like, what's, what's, so what are your biggest challenges right now? I can imagine just like scaling a business and oh, knowing keep, what that's like to try, like, what are your challenges in business? To keep positive, now? keep green. So meaning like, um, I, I say green and negative because I mean, green and uh, red as negative because, um, you know, your tasks have to be incomplete on time or if not before time, you know? Yeah. So, and that's when you're getting rated good. So if you're rated bad, you know, you're gonna, your score is going to go down and you're going to get less listings. So you have to keep that score up. So that's why, like, I mean, today I woke up at, what, 4.30? Mm-hmm. Got up, you know, got, went to the gym, did what I had to do, eat, you know, shower this, that, do my do a couple tasks, and then I headed over here. But, like, you have to get up early and stay up late. Like, it's just a thing. Like, and people, yeah. you, you know, you, you can't, work. yeah, you just got to keep working. And then at that one point, I'm going to have to hire staff. Just, it's, it's just how it is. And then that, like, it, it never ends, guys. Like, that's the thing, like, you start to be like, all right, like, I'm going to mellow out when this happens. But, like, it, it's not about the money. It becomes, like, about the game. Yeah. And it comes about the action. And it just, it never ends. Like, yeah. there's just, there's always problems. Like, I was watching this thing, this, like, 15-minute video last night on the train coming home from the city at, like, midnight. And Dana White was talking about, like, the growth of how the UFC became the UFC. Uh-huh. And he's like, listen, he goes, it just, it never ends. Like, he says, we spend 
seven million dollars a year fighting monopoly like like the states are trying to say that we're a monopoly uh-huh. and he's like we spend seven to eight million dollars a year fighting that in court like that's it's nuts fucking nuts you could say facebook or google it's, or, just, I mean, not really, it, but, yeah. it's nuts it's like that that's the thing like it never ends the bigger you become the more haters you get Without the more problems you have yeah. and you know the, the point that i think i realized maybe i don't know six months ago is it's like you know what because I was like, ah, maybe, you know, start to keep a low profile. Like, like you know what? Then I was like, fuck it. I was like, yeah. because somebody's coming for you regardless, regardless. of like, yeah, regardless. you could be the most straight out person. You could try and try and try. Some asshole in some capacity is going to try to come for you for some something stupid like yeah. monopoly law. And you better make sure that you can pay the bill and, and defend yourself and pay the lawyers to do it because no one's giving you that money back. So just go out there, forget about what people think, and freaking make money and do what you love and don't worry about it because it's inevitable to have that those problems, period. Yeah, without a doubt. What's your thoughts on the fight? <laughs> I'm upset, the fights, dude. The fights, because actually all the fights were pretty good besides, they I mean, were pretty good. besides the last. I just got a little I uh, I fell that. asleep and then woke up just in time. I mean, oh, man. I really, I, I, I love Conor McGregor, dude. I really yeah, do. Me too. Some I, was people, so, like, I was so sad that he didn't win. Some people like, F that guy's dick. I, my feeling on Still? Conor McGregor is is that he's actually a really nice guy. I don't know him. I think he's a really nice guy. And I think he's a showman. And I think he yeah. knows what he's doing. But yeah. I, I fucking hate that he lost. I know, me too. I hope he comes back and wins. Without a doubt. That guy's a His savage, His mindset though. is just like, that's that, you gotta look to it. Yo, like, but, but that guy, the guy he fought is a fucking savage. He's a, he's, yeah, he's not. That's a bad man. Yep, yep. That's just, that guy. You gotta was, give him props. He, he fucking, he, he took he over. He wrecked him. Yeah, he he freaking over. destroyed him. But he like, that guy was bred from birth yeah. to do that. To do that. <laughs> to be a killer. <laughs> I mean, it's not cool to, and you could say, I mean, dude, the guy jumps into the stands, starts fucking pounding people in the stands. Nuts. But, I mean, a lot of shit. Whatever. It's 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 not WWE. But I hope uh, <laughs> I hope Connor. But in also Connor's defense, he hadn't fought in two years, and plus he just had a kid. So like it's it's all different. And I had a feeling too that was that could be an issue. Like you maybe know, he did. He just you know, he's settling down. He's also yeah. like, he's definitely not working to what he used to be working to. And actually, I listened to just one. Just made a hundred million. Yeah. Once you're on top, like it, you got to keep that title, or you're not. You know, that's you, what I'm saying. Down that's what we were just... saying before about the other REO brokers. It's like you can't get older and complacent because there's always like no. a young 23 year old. Now I actually don't it. understand how these REO agents are doing it and have like are tech savvy enough to really complete these tests. Like some of the tests, are, you just really have to be tech savvy, and they must have staff that knows what they they're doing. To. And they probably, if they ever lost their staff, they would be out of luck. <laughs> Well, that's what it is. It's, it's you know? just, you know, more, uh, it's a whole new, it's a whole new set of problems. But I think, uh, I think there's going to be a rematch, bro. I think, I think, Con- no, I know. Without I think Connor wanted to get his ass kicked because he needed something to like, he puts it, I have follow him on Instagram. He's yeah. like, this, this, uh, I forget what he said. I have it. Yeah. What's his Instagram handle? Uh, let's see. Notorious, I think. Is it? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. I got off Instagram forever. Now I got to find all my people again. Yeah. The Notorious M- MMA. <clears throat> oh, wait. So after he lost the fight, let's see, it's loading. Yeah, he got beat up, dude. Do they have an interview with him? Yeah, I'll be back. That's what he puts in. <laughs> he put of in. course. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back. The crazy thing to me even today is- It like, would be so a great fight. He's the biggest He's the biggest draw in, in, in combat sports in the world, right? So he's the biggest draw in combat sports in the world- and he made three million dollars. Yeah, he bring the most money to and, USC as it is. So like he made three million bucks. That's bullshit. Yeah. 
and then the guy who the champion made two million bucks yeah. and then everybody else made like nothing <coughs> like 50 grand three grand eight grand it like blows yeah. my freaking mind yeah and actually some of them you see that like you know you would think they would have money, but they're living paycheck to paycheck nah, just man. to get by. That's a tough they gig. They probably had to fight to live, you know? That That's a tough gig. That yeah. is a tough gig. All right, so my foreman is calling me now to tell me if somebody is squatting in a house. So on that note, we're going <laughs> to wrap this up and, and, and hope for the best. Again, if you have a house that smells like cat pee, is dated from the 1960s, you got permit problems, you call me. 516-777-SOLD. Rich is here. Rich, give him the information. Phone number, how they can get in touch with you. So, yeah, if you have any questions or, you know, you may have uh, an issue with, let's say, a short sale or you want to get into the business. You're looking to build a team of realtors. Yeah, so I'm thinking about that. So, if anything, if you're a young hustler, and I'm only, you know, hiring young hustlers because I don't really, I want people like myself. Or, you know, people that have been in the business for a good amount of time, uh, you know, give me a call. Or if you have any questions, give me a call. My name is Richard Drury. From Douglas Solomon, 631-877-8989. Again, it's 631-877-8989. Awesome. Yeah. Right. I think what Rich is trying to say is if you want to work, it doesn't matter who you are, how old yeah. you are. You could yeah, be 60 yeah. and exactly. it's a second career. Or you could be 22 years old. If yep. you love real estate, you want to learn, you want to get out there and bust your ass, and you're looking for an unbelievable mentor who's doing it right now, this is the best time to get in because this is when he's building that team and you want to get in at the bottom because this thing's only going to the top, all right? This is Charles and Rich. We're out of here. <laughs>